Grace and peace of Christ be with you. Let's turn and greet one another. We welcome you to Laguna Presbyterian Church this Christmas Eve morning when we are celebrating the fourth Sunday of Advent. As you can see, there are announcements in our bulletin this evening at 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 7 o'clock. We will be celebrating Christmas Eve. It will be a completely different service than this morning. So we hope that you're planning on being back. We're planning on being back, actually, in just a few hours, <laughs> which is why we're having one at 8.30. If, uh, if whether, you are welcome, whether you are visiting or whether you are regularly here, we'd love to have you sign in on the friendship pad. It is on each pew near the center aisle, and we'd like to know that you're here with us today. You can see in the announcements that there also is, after this service, there will be coffee and donuts out on the patio, and we'd like to invite all of you to participate in that. Also, we have some ornaments, uh, Christmas tree ornaments that have been made to mark our 100th anniversary as a church. We are just finishing up a year of celebrating that, and we have been selling, celebrating, uh, selling them throughout Advent. And today, if you are here today, you are welcome to have one for free, because we have a lot of them. <laughs> so as you leave this morning, if you would like to take home a Christmas ornament that uh, marks our 100th anniversary, they are on a Christmas-decorated table out on that patio, and we would love to have none of them left by this evening. Also, you can see announcements here, the poinsettias, and who has dedicated these poinsettias and sponsored them for today and throughout the week. If you are thinking that you have somebody that you would like to take one of these to, you can see that we are actually asking you not to take them to anybody until the end of the services next week, rather than tonight. Also, our third Friday group invites you to celebrate with them in January for, for a potluck dinner and to hear Anna and George Kafalas talk about their work with refugees in Greece. We have a moms group that is going to start up meeting again January 19th and welcomes anyone who is new to be part of that. And also a family fun night that's going to be in January. Uh, we have a blood drive January 17th, and they would be happy for you to sign up to be part of that. And we have a brand new member of the church family who was just born on Friday. Andrew James Hines was born to Heather and Kevin on Friday. Heather and Kevin were here on Sunday, so <laughs> she was very busy between Sunday and Friday. Let's turn our hearts to the Lord. Let us pray together. God of all faithfulness, You've opened the gate of mercy for all of your people, and you are always ready to welcome those who look to you. Look upon us in compassion that in this time of worship, we may gladly respond to your love, 
faithfully walk in your way and know that peace that transcends all understanding. Through Jesus Christ, the hope of our salvation, we pray. Amen. prophet Isaiah calls us to worship. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your sentinels lift up their voices. Together they sing for joy, for in plain sight they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together in the singing, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people, he has redeemed Jerusalem. 
The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Oh, come, let us adore him, church, Christ the Lord.
Let us pray. Let your goodness, Lord, appear to us that we, made in your image, may conform ourselves to it. In our own strength, we cannot imitate your majesty, power, and wonder, nor is it fitting for us to do. Your mercy reaches from the heavens through the clouds to the earth below. You have come to us as a small child, but you have brought us the greatest of all gifts, the gift of eternal love. And so we pray together. Generous God, you give us the greatest gift of all, yourself. We find it hard to stop and to take notice. We are caught up with our own gifts, given and received. Forgive us, generous God, for the casual way we treat your gift of love. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. And so hear now the silent confessions of our hearts. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen.
there was a small wedding that took place here last night. There was a couple that was supposed to be married up in, uh, married up in Ohio, and because of the fires, the church up there was unable to host them for the, for the wedding. And so they called the church during the week and asked if, if I could do their wedding. It was just the, the bride and the groom, his parents, his best friend, and, and her best friend. And so we were up here. It was so beautiful. The, the sun was coming in. The lights were on. And, and they were overjoyed that this church would host this wedding for them. They were in awe of this sanctuary, just as I know that you are every time you enter in here. And as the ceremony was going, I was looking at him, and you could just tell his emotions were taking over. And when the wedding was over, he looked over at his parents that were sitting there, and he said, I am so happy right now. And I thought to myself, that is the way that I want to be. That is the way that we want to be every time we hear God's word. Every time that we enter into the presence of God, I am so happy right now. I am so joyful that we are in the presence of God. So as we read God's word, allow the joy and the happiness of the Lord transform you this Christmas season. So I will start by reading from Psalm 96 as we have worked through the Psalms, and then we'll read from Luke chapter 2. Hear God's word. O sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless His name, tell of His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be revered above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. The world is firmly established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for He is coming. For He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the people's with his truth. And to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, a story that most of us are all familiar with. Luke, chapter 2, verse 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. 
And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Lord God, help us to know your paths. Lead us in your truth and teach us. For you are the God of our salvation, and for you we wait all day long. Open our hearts now to your word and your truth, we ask in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Do you like surprises? Do you like surprises? Do you like to be surprised? Now, I'm guessing that your response might be the same as mine. It all depends on what the surprise is. Isn't that right? Two weeks before Christmas Eve 2010, I went in for minor knee surgery. The surgeon was merely going to repair my meniscus, and I was told it would be about a weekend of recovery. My wife Jennifer had it three years done before me on a Friday, recovered over the weekend, and she was helping with crafts at Vacation Bible School on Monday morning. So I thought, okay, it'll be about a weekend of recovery. I figured I would be fine in time for Christmas with my family, and I would be just fine at all the Christmas Eve services and all the moving around I would need to do. But when I woke up, from the anesthesia, still groggy, still happy. The doctor was standing right to my left and he said, Steve, the surgery was much more extensive than we thought. We had to do some repair work on your cartilage. It was an extra surgery, so I don't know how to tell you this, but you're going to have to stay off of that knee for an entire month. You're going to have to use crutches. It's got to be non-weight-bearing. And I don't know how to tell you this, but for the next week or two, you're going to be in a lot of pain. 
I did not like that surprise. Mm -mm. The day after I asked Jennifer to marry me, I called my dad on the phone and I told him the great news. And after only a few sentences in, my dad said, well, what's the date of the wedding? And I said, June 16th. He said, I'll have to call you right back. And he hung up the phone. I thought, what just happened there? I, I thought he'd be excited with me. He could at least ask the pattern of what our china was going to be. But no, he hung up the phone. And I remember sitting there in my office thinking, what just happened? And five minutes later, he called me back. And he said, Steve, I had to talk with your stepmom. Your wedding falls right in the middle of our three-week vacation to Kauai. And we have already paid for everything. But I spoke with Barbara, and we agreed we will be back the day before your wedding to celebrate with you. And then there was a pause, and he said, Oh, by the way, we would like to give you the rest of our trip to Kauai for your honeymoon as your wedding gift, and just let me know what the airfare is going to cost you. Oh, I like that surprise. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Anytime, anytime. So surprises can go either way, can't they? We have experienced surprises all throughout this year, and there is something that surprises all have in common. They are something that we didn't expect. Something that caught us off guard. A surprise can drive us to joyful celebration. I hope that you've had some surprises this year of joyful celebration where you just paused and you gave thanks. Your hands may have gone up in the air and you may have gone, sweet Georgia Brown. This is amazing. Thank you. Or maybe you've had some surprises that have tripped you up with some awkward frustration, maybe made you a little angry. Have you had a few of those this year too? Or maybe you've had a surprise where the rug has been pulled out from underneath you, moving you to some sadness and maybe even some depression for some time. So for most, if not all of us, we have encountered all kinds of surprises this season over this last fall. And maybe as we gather here this morning for worship, the day before Christmas, maybe you are still reeling from some of those surprises that you have encountered, some of them welcomed and some of them unwelcomed. And maybe even as you're sitting here this morning, your mind is working through some of those surprises. You are reacting and responding, and your thoughts are filled with all kinds of things right now. Maybe you're having a tough time getting into the Christmas spirit. You may have spent all day yesterday watching a Christmas movie marathon, and maybe you're still not there just yet. But what if I were to tell you that God wants to surprise you this morning? A surprise that will move you to celebrate this Christmas with joy. A surprise that He has been working upon your heart over the last few minutes, over this hour, maybe the last few weeks. God has been working upon your heart to ready you for the surprise He wants to bring you today. There is one person in that Luke story in particular who was ready for the season of Christmas Eve more than any other human being. 
and that is the person Mary. And still the surprise of Christmas was beyond anything she could fathom or imagine. In Luke chapter 1, the angel Gabriel surprised her. Maybe that's an understatement. I thought about that last night. That's really an understatement that she was surprised. But the angel told her, he told her this, Mary, you are favored by God. You will conceive in your womb by the Holy Spirit and you will bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. So let's remember Mary is not yet married. She is engaged to Joseph. They have had no relations. The scriptures tell us that Mary is a virgin. And here is this angel that tells her that not only will she be pregnant with child, conceived by the Holy Spirit, but that this child is going to be the Son of God. That's a lot for a young person to process. So how do you think Mary took that surprise. If you are reading it for the very first time, how do you think Mary would have responded to that surprise? I love what she says. She says, Here am I, as a servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word. And a few verses later, she breaks into a song of praise. That's what happens when something is internalized with joy deep within us. We are driven to praise. We are driven to singing. We sing when we relish something. When the words are becoming a part of us, there is a voice of praise that emerges from ourselves towards God. Have you ever caught yourself singing when a joyful surprise comes your way? Maybe you've been sitting here on a Sunday morning and you're halfway into a hymn and you've been going through the motions and then something in that hymn catches your eye and it goes from your mind to your heart and now suddenly you are lifting up your voice in praise because what's happening is that joy is getting internalized in you and the words have come to life. Mary has been informed that God is coming to this earth in the form of a man, God in the flesh. God is coming to this earth to save us. He has come to this earth to reconcile us with Himself. He's going to set up His everlasting kingdom. And Mary is being told, you are going to give birth to this baby boy. And she sings. God is making her ready for the upcoming surprise. In Luke chapter 2, those surprises just keep coming one after another for Mary. Some of those surprises are by the supernatural. Others are by the appearance of the ordinary. That first surprise happens at just the right time. She's nine months pregnant. Mary is nine months pregnant, and she is on her way with Joseph to Bethlehem. 
We read that Rome laid down a decree that everyone is to go back to their hometown and register for a census, probably for the purpose of being taxed by Rome. And so Joseph was born in Bethlehem. And so to Bethlehem they would go. And I looked that up this week. It is 100 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. That's about a four days walk. Mary's nine months pregnant. It's not exactly what a woman who is nine months pregnant has at the top of her list. Yes, I would like to walk 100 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And at that particular time in history, if you had asked if there was anyone more powerful, more important, and more famous than Caesar, the resounding chorus would have been no. And yet there is one who will arrive at just the right time in human history, who will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. Little did all of the leaders know. The surprise happens at just the right place. When they arrive at Bethlehem, the place is busting at the seams. Everyone else had the same idea. And there is no place to stay no place for them to stay at the inn. And to add to it, if you read into the story, Mary is experiencing labor pains. She is ready to give birth. And all they can find is a manger, a stable, a barn. Is that a place to have a baby? Moms out there, would you like to have had your baby in a stable? I don't think so. Is that a place to give birth to the Son of God? surrounded by animals and filth and straw. But God saw it. He saw it as just the right place to identify with the human race with humility and simplicity. And in a barn, Jesus, the Son of God, is born, Savior of the world. And Mary would take this little baby boy and wrap him in a cloth and place him in a wooden trough. And in the middle of the surprise, she is visited by just the right people. Having just given birth, she's recovering from all the surprises, and there's one more yet to come. Mary is visited by a group of common shepherds. They are there purposely to confirm God's word and work in this event. And those shepherds come to give praise for this baby and tell Mary and all of those present of the incredible encounter they had just seen. While out in the fields, there was a band of angels that appeared in the sky and they proclaimed the good news, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom God favors. How does Mary respond to all of these events and all of these surprises? At the end of the passage, it says that she treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. I promised you a surprise this morning. There's one word that stands out to me more than any other this year as I read this passage. That clearly Mary had started to experience the first day at that first surprise. And that word is peace. 
All along the story, as she trusts the Lord through all of these surprises, it's clear that there was a sense of peace in her heart, in her life. A peace that could only come from the grace of God through Jesus Christ by the love of God. Our need for peace is one of the basic needs of the human heart. Even as we gather here for worship, our hearts are longing. Your heart is longing for the peace of God. To be at peace with our neighbors, to be at peace with ourselves, and most importantly, to be at peace with God Himself. And we see throughout this story that God has done and is doing everything that is needed to bring about that peace for each and every one of us. A Savior has been born who will move from a wooden trough 33 years later to a wooden cross to bring us this needed peace. It's what God, I believe, wants to surprise each and every one of us with this Christmas season, this very day. This last fall, I've been reading a book by Max Lucado. He's a pastor in Texas. I've actually read it twice, and it's called Anxious for Nothing. And in that book, he says that above our minds are all of these airplanes that are circling. And he's not talking about 747s and those kind of planes, but he says, above our minds, all of these planes are circling. And in this analogy, he said there's, there's the plane of fear and the plane of anxiety and the plane of, of doubts and, and hopes and dreams, and they are flying around our mind. And what they are attempting to do is they're attempting to land on the landing path of your thought life. And we sit there in the control tower and we go, well, maybe I'll let this one land right now and, or this one land. I'm not going to let this one land. But, but we let those planes of anxiety and fear land in our minds and they can control how we look at the rest of our day, at the rest of our week. And he makes the case, what if? What if we were to welcome that plane of peace to land in our minds? the peace of God to land in our minds each morning so that when we encounter all of these different events, like Mary, we can have that peace that transcends all understanding. So my prayer for you this morning is that you would allow that plane of peace to land in your thought life as you look at Christmas Eve, as you experience tomorrow's Christmas, knowing that God has done everything that we need to bring His peace his Savior, to the Savior, our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. May you know the peace of God today as we celebrate. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, born in Bethlehem, Savior of the world, to bring us this needed peace. Surprise us this day with the peace of God that transcends all understanding guarding our hearts and our minds and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To you we give all the glory. Amen. I'd like to invite the ushers to come forward as we give of our tithes and our offerings. Sit in the shadow, sun on high.
Destiny. 
Eternal God, we bow before the mystery of your incarnation in Jesus of Nazareth. You have chosen weakness to confound the strong and poverty to send the rich into your way. We remember millions in our world today who are hungry, who receive no hospitality, all with whom your Son has become one by being born in a manger. Merciful God, we call upon you for all who have fled their homes in the darkness of night. Loving God, our hearts are heavy with the suffering of the world. We remember the many victims of political power and greed. We pray for the innocent killed in war and violence. This morning, we remember a divided Holy Land with brothers and sisters in conflict seeking to control and to guarantee their security and future, grant reconciliation and peace. We pray for your people scattered around the world, people of every race, nation, and language seeking to be faithful. Bless them, protect them, empower them to walk in your spirit. We pray for ourselves, your church in North America, we ask that the mystery of Advent and Christmas may release the healing, the freedom, the joy of the kingdom of God through us. Empower us to become ambassadors of your justice and love. Forgive us when we fail. In this time when families travel long distances to renew the bonds of love, protect them. As church families worship together, renew them. As nations face toward Bethlehem, we pray for peace and goodwill for all. As families face illness and threat to life, bring support and comfort. As we remember loved ones who are in your presence, grant assurance of eternal life. As many parts of our earth are afflicted with pollution, waste, neglect, drought, fires, floods, loss, Lord, bring healing and new beginnings. As we gather around trees to share gifts, allow us to remember the source of every good gift. We thank you for the gifts that are presented this morning as an expression of our love and devotion to building your kingdom. Continue to bless and empower this, your church, that we may be a faithful people in response to your faithfulness. We celebrate your love incarnate in Jesus Christ. We pray in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Sing together. Joy to 
And now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, that you may overflow with hope by the power of his Holy Spirit to the glory of God. May God bless you with his peace this Christmas time. Blessings. Amen.